This is part two in the personal interview with James Priestley. Yes, I was um, going to mention that to you, yes. you know, because it has been several months now. And um, I was going to ask you, how do you see our relationship moving forward, you know, in terms of an open relationship? Because as you were just saying, um, we did have that conversation about opening our relationship up. There are some caveats yes. and rules to that in terms of safety and respect of um, each other. And I mean, neither of us wear our wedding rings anymore. We don't. No. So, you know, how how do you see that? Because the relationship now has opened up. I mean, one of the things we would never do, I mean, this is a one bedroom cottage. Neither of us are bringing somebody else home into our bed. That's not happening. No. No. Exactly. So, so there are sensible rules that most people would understand. If anyone knows anything about uh, relationships, open relationships, or, or cares to read from reliable sources, uh, relationship sites about open relationships, that what can work well and what can be challenging and what are absolute no-nos. Then as long as you go forward uh, in the spirit of open communication, uh, open conversation, and you're always respectful of yourself and, and your your partner, then there's no reason why an open relationship couldn't work for, for you, for me, and for a and other. So the other person in the relationship, because they yeah. would have to be signed up to it as well. If I met someone else, they'd have to understand our relationship and understand what it meant to have an open relationship and that they're in a situation where they're not at risk or putting me at risk or anyone else at risk by having some form of um, liaison, <laughs> to use that word, with me. Uh, and it's the same for yourself. And it doesn't have to, and we're not just talking about a physical relationship. It might be, in a sense, a more pansexual attraction to the other to the other individual. It does, it's, not, it's not always about the physical relationship, but that is also a possible part of what a, an open relationship is. So, I mean, that's new ground for us. This yes. is this is it doesn't work for everyone. It could be a, it can be an absolute disaster for some people, um, yeah. but uh, and and it's something you have to keep under review, and, and that's mm -hmm. where the frequent and, and open and honest conversation comes in um, yes. to be sure the clarity of so to be clear, you know, so that you we we do understand. If I say X, you you perceive it to be X and not Y. So there's no ambiguity about what one's intentions are, what one is saying, and mm. always with safety and the support of ourselves as individuals, also you in my case, or me in your case, um, because, you know, our actions have consequences or they, yes. they, they could do, and it could be disastrous if, but it could be uh, equally wonderful and marvellous and, and liberating. Yes, I think there is an element of freedom. I'm, you know, I never imagined in a million years I would find myself opening up our marriage because, you know, when we got married, I had put that whole queer past behind me. I, I don't know if I ever even know. I did think about it actually, because my, my younger sister, she's so funny. If somebody's going to be blunt and straight, not rude, but straight and just get to the point, it's going to be her. And she did say to me, are you sure you should be getting married? Yeah, yeah, it's fine, fine. I ain't doing that anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, here we are a few years later. So 
It certainly wasn't something I had planned, but because of the experiences I'd had in the past, I had decided, you know, I ain't going there again because that was just a nightmare. But yeah. now here we are. And I think your true self will always find a way out. And with the friends I've met who are transgender, just just their authenticity, just meeting them and the way they, they laugh, the way they live, you know, they're being true to themselves. You know, I do believe in being true to yourself. I do believe we absolutely, as queer people, as LGBTQ plus people, we have to protect our safety and security. I mean, when you look at the news, when you look at what's going on, we absolutely need to do that. Fortunately, yes. you know, where we are here in Wales, it is just the most, in my mind, in my experience and the experience of others I've met who are queer, the the experience has just been amazing, has been fabulous. Yes. But the people I have met over the last few weeks, last few months, they really have shown me that living authentically is the only way to live. Being true yeah. to yourself. Some people are not going to like that, but there's always going to be someone that doesn't like something about you. And you know what? If we were all afraid of that, and there are times that we are, we wouldn't leave the house. And sometimes yeah. you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. So you know what? You really have to say, what is the right thing for me to do? And that's what I, that's what I did. I had to um, have a review. There were times I spent um, alone studying. I would go to the library at uni and I would sit in one of the booths and I just really yes. wanted to be alone. But coming out and talking to you, fortunately, you really are very, there's a lot of emotional maturity um, yes. you are willing to sit down and talk and, and what I appreciated the most was how much you cared about my well-being. Was I okay? You know, yes. how I was feeling, you know, why didn't you say anything? Oh, I didn't realize you were going through this and you, you were so concerned. And yet I was also very concerned about you. I didn't want you to be in this position where you think, oh my goodness, my wife is gay what the hell is going on? What am I going to do? Because I yeah. I had said in the past, um, I think I had mentioned to you that I had had gay relationships yes. in the past. Yeah, so so in that sense, on that point, uh, because some might say, well, how could I have never known in all the time, all the years we've known each other? Well, of course, um, I did, because we you'd, you'd mentioned this in the past. So there, there had been times when... There'd be a short-term, um, you know, just a matter of minutes, perhaps, or a minute conversation about it, uh, and then again, it would it would be gone. But there were already pointers, indicators, so it wasn't it didn't come as a, an utter surprise. And I, <laughs> and I think because um, we've opened up our minds so much since we've come to to Wales and and gone to university and we, we've had high street businesses, you know, we've seen a lot of life and we've we've yeah. had a lot of shared experiences. And this is this has made it far easier to adapt to the situation because we're well equipped. We're well yeah. armored, well armored emotionally, um, psychologically, and we're well equipped with knowledge and, and life skills to 
manage a situation like this very well. So, but that's our situation. There are yeah. listeners who who will think, well, I've been through this and it was hell, or mm. I'm going, you know, I've so I'm, and then they're out the other side now, uh, or they're going yes. through it currently, or they suspect this might be where they're going, and it may not be as easy for them. But then again, it might be easier than they think. Yes, absolutely. And I will come on to that point. But one before that, what I wanted to ask you was one of the things I did was change my name. Yes. Was it something you think that was important for me in, in my development? Was that something you felt that was necessary? How did you feel when I came down one morning and said to you that I'm changing my name? Um, that was fine. There, again, there are those who might say, but I know you as this and um, you're carrying, well, in, in fact, previously, you're carrying my, your surname and my surname. It was it was hyphenated. Yes. And there are husbands or the reverse situation applies. Why? Why? Well, husbands, really, because the, traditionally in this country, uh, many women still take the husband's surname. Uh, not everyone does, uh, and again, that's a decision that's that's made before a couple get married. How that's going to pan out, yeah. but um, but of course, you did. You, you I, I always insisted that you, I suppose, insistence was a word, um, the term that you keep your family name and not just adopt my family name because that was traditionally what is done. So what? Why? Yeah. But um, so it didn't matter to me already so much that you you were going to drop my surname altogether. In fact, I've my, I as you know, of course, um, the reason your listeners won't know, but I've I've changed um, some of my name as well. But um, the important thing is for yourself that you you find a name to celebrate this transition, this coming out, and so it's it's very understandable, really. Uh, some what some people actually do in a case like this is they change their wardrobe, they change their jobs, they change their lives in very dramatic ways. And very mm -hmm. often it involves partial or complete change of one's name because you're taking on a new identity. It's not as if you're, it's not as if you're consigning pre, your previous life experiences um, and memories to some refuse tip. That's not how it is. So there are things that you would not want to remember about your former identity, your former life, and there are things that you absolutely will still cherish or want to retain. Yeah. But the, the transition is important to make that shift across the mark from where you were and where you now want to be going. And so it was very logic. It was logical that you got to pick your name because let's face it, your names are picked for children by their parents by some significant other when you're you have no choice whatsoever uh, you're given this forename or forenames and surname and there it is forever for some people uh, but as an adult you get to choose but you chose entirely your your name of denver carson shy all three names are completely gender neutral and you love your new name yeah, and it, it, means, <laughs> I do. it means it means a lot to you, uh, and so you know I'm okay about that. You you are you are not just your name any more than 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 what you dress completely defines you, or the job you do completely defines you. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. it's it's, an, it's a facet. It's an important facet. One's name, of course, but it's not it's not the entirety of you. 
but the important thing was that you you now find um, a name to give yourself that closely aligns with the new life that you want to be leading yeah um, and so so that as part of the transitional process that was important the same way i have with my name yes so, that's right yes because yeah. you did make a, a a change for yours also and it yes. was quite a straightforward process actually it was fine and in fact i i think i i do think my parents would have had a real if they were still here they would yeah, that that wouldn't have gone down well at all. And there is no way they would have adopted that. They would have, it would have been my old name. There's no way yes. they would have agreed uh, to the name. They would have been really offended, especially losing your surname, taking that, you know, changing that as well. But my family, the, my siblings have been uh, marvellous. It's, it's funny when we trip up, because you know what? I still sometimes get that wrong and say my old name, bearing in mind how many years I've had it. I am going to get that wrong, but it's getting better. And you do go through that transition where you're getting used to your, your new name. And I love it. I really do. And I chose it because I wanted to choose a name that was gender neutral, that wasn't tied to, um, oh, these are the sex organs that you have. You are this gender and this is the name you have to have associated with that. And that, yes. you know, the more I was discovering and learning and reading, the more it annoyed me that that was how my life was going to be featured and feeling like you're always steered because this is what your body looks like. This is who you are. So I really wanted to take charge of that. And it's yeah. also the thought that your parents give you a name or your guardian, whoever gives you a name. And that's what you've got to stick with. If you don't like your name, you know, you change like your food. You don't like your food, you change it. You don't like your, your clothes, you change it. You know, if there's something yes. in your life that you can control and change, you will change it if you have yeah. the power to do so. And for me, it was something that was that I found quite empowering and it was what I wanted to do. And it really has been quite a marker for me. So yeah. I, I love it. I'm, I'm really pleased, exceptionally pleased. There are, of course, administrative issues. It's it was interesting for me, but my passport, for example, had run out, had, had expired, I should say, uh, some some years ago, and so getting that sorted out and seeing the new name on something as important as a passport and driving license. Yes, uh, it's, it's it, it does feel a bit odd. Um, you you have to. You have to try, it's almost like clothing, in the COVID analogy, you have to try on your name and see how it fits and to use it for a while. I've been using my um, now adopted, legally adopted name for some little while as a nom de plume, as a literary double for my yes. writing. And so I'd already had that experience of knowing what that name looked like and how it felt. You hadn't. But uh, we had fun, didn't we? We had fun. We actually. did. Both of us finding names and saying, what would you think of this? And what do you think of that? And yeah, um, it what hoot. does it mean? It, it was a hoot. And, um, you know, it's the important thing is it, 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 the names uh, names are important, how people refer to you and how you refer to yourself. But it's not it's not the totality of you. It is something, you know, it's mm. it's 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 important, but it's not important at the same time. Um, so. Uh, not to get too hung up on it in in a, in a way, but what I what was really important for you, of course, one of the key things was to arrive at um, a forename, a second forename, and a surname that were gender neutral. Yeah, 
and one of my my second forename is also a gender neutral name, but yeah. uh, as as it happens, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's been an interesting time, and and to think that so much has happened in in just over two years since we've been here, yeah. Uh, but but how much um, the amazing opportunities that stretch before us in terms of mm. our degree studies, our life here, yeah. um, how much more we discover about one another and ourselves, of course, yeah to be able to explore the interests, uh, the passions that we have, and still to be able to do that together, um, regardless yes. of what, all that's happened, but perhaps in many mm. ways even more so because of what's happened. Yes, <clears throat> we can yeah. Do, we can do that. One last thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, there will be listeners who have been in our situation or who are in our situation or who are at the beginning of this particular journey who yeah. may realize they are part of the lgbtq plus spectrum what advice would you give somebody whatever their gender who discovers that their partner their spouse is actually queer bearing in mind that they may be shocked it may be something that they didn't expect what would your advice for them be yeah, I think that the the person who's coming out is likely to have pitched what he or she wants to say and, and got the time in as right as they can get. On the receiving end, like in in my case, when when you when you came out, I wasn't entirely surprised. I think I I don't know what my my facial expression might have been, but the the advice I would give, thinking about it now, is for the recipient, the person who's hearing this information for the first time is to maintain a relaxed body posture, you know, an open posture and as neutral as possible facial expression, not to, not to show disgust or alarm or anger, uh, you know, to endeavor to, to have a receptive congenial facial expression where possible, because it's quite something for someone to come out and to say what he or she needs to say and wants to say. And no matter how long you've been with someone, you really don't know until the moment just how it's going to be received, that information. But in my case, I I like to think that I was attentive, I listened, and I asked sensible, pertinent questions, and I gave you the room to say all you wanted to say without interruption, and then to ask the questions after and to seek clarification as necessary after and then to discuss well what does that mean for our relationship now because that's where it leads to there's a lot to be explored and it may take more than one sitting be prepared i would say to to sit down and have that conversation multiple times until it's refined until you know where you're going you're you're in new territory you're yeah. taking a, you're taking an alternative path and you want to one hopes that you still want to take that together there's a lot of new stuff to explore and, and so you'll both be learning yeah and absolutely. so you need to be open and receptive to that and you know to be able to say what you think and how you're feeling this is on the basis that the, the couple's relationship is open and supportive enough to be able to endure all that some people will not and cannot um, some people will want to walk away from that, will not be able to accept that their partners come out. Um, so there, so there, of course, there are many responses possible, but this is what I would like to think happened, as happened for us, for everyone going through this, that the person being come out, come out to, so to speak, will be patient, 
will listen, will give space, will, will be non-judgmental. They'll have questions, they'll need answers to, if possible. Um, and to remember that both of you will be learning, both of you are now taking a, a different path. And if you start well, whatever transpires on that path, you'll both be able to cope with it. Yeah, because the person who's coming out, the, the thing to remember is it's quite a scary path. I mean, you would be the the element in their life that they are most concerned about. How is this going to go, especially if you've got children, pets, etc. The other thing to remember is it's not only yourself that the individual is having to concern themselves with. It's work colleagues, it's other family members, it's friends. And so there really is a whole life change, a whole sea change that's coming their way. So it isn't something that you do lightly because you know life is going to become interesting and your experience may be completely positive. It could be mixed or it could turn quite sour before it gets better. But there is always light at the end of the tunnel. But I would definitely say I would definitely encourage the spouse to say, okay, I need some space to to digest this. Because, you know, you may need that to strive for a positive conversation, a positive response. It will be difficult, especially if it's a shock. And to also, I would say, it's not you. And it really isn't you. It's not, oh, I've turned my other half gay. I've turned my other half queer. It's nothing like that at all. Some people may think that that's what they've done, but it's just not the case. And I would definitely say, if you need to step away and and breathe, then then do so. Um, you know, I was fortunate. You were very, very good and your facial expression was fine. <laughs> you were good, you were very good. I think that's right. Uh, that, that's what I, when I was say, earlier saying, both of the, the individuals concerned need to remember that there's there has to be thinking time, um, time to digest what has been said and to think about um, how that affects them individually and, and collectively. But it's a really important point to make that if, if the person coming out can get the full support of his or her partner or husband, whatever the relationship is that they have had, then that's important in its own right, of course, it's the most important thing. But it's also important because the better that goes, the better that the, pers the, the person who's coming out, their partner can then help support the person coming out with transitioning in the wider world, like you've mm. pointed out. So that means now that my partner can help support me and will be appreciative of this, of my, this situation for me at work, in my social circle, with my peers, uh, with the rest of the family, whatever it might be, because then there is a stronger base at home, indeed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Talking to James today has just been an absolute delight, and I really appreciate you allowing us to have this open, honest conversation on the podcast, James. Thank well, you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, and... Uh... And my best wishes to you, of course, and, and to your listeners. Okay, James, thank you very, very much for taking the time to be with me today. Okay, bye.
Next week, I'm starting a series of questions designed to cause each of us to think a little deeper about our social circle and to step beyond the people that we are used to spending time with and reaching out to those within our community that we've never spent time with before. So do join me next week on Talk to Touch when we start looking below the surface at what is the worst that could happen if. Thank you.